Good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, or good night, or whenever you may be listening to uh, this podcast. This is Russell Bush, and the third installment of Beating Around the Bush podcast. Again, it's an extension of uh, my column that comes in the Carroll Newsleader each week, so feel free to pick up a newspaper and find out what I talk about on a weekly basis. And as I've always said, you're either going to like this podcast, if you like the column each week beating around the bush you're gonna love this podcast if you don't then you're not gonna like it but anyway before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about today and we're going to talk about sports and you know i said on the very first podcast we were not going to talk about politics and we're not going to do that but i'd be remiss if i didn't start out today uh just thinking about just recently over this past weekend that uh 13 U.S. military members lost their life in Afghanistan, and uh, I'm just going to leave it at that, really, because it was uh, it was needless. That didn't have to happen, and I'll let you just sort out how you feel about that. But anytime a loss of life uh, comes into play, it's not a good thing when you're talking about people defending our country. You know, I had an older brother that passed away last year that was in the United States Marine Corps himself. Uh, 1969, when he went into the Marines, uh, he wanted to go to Vietnam. He asked to go to Vietnam. He was willing uh, to sacrifice his life for his country. Uh, fortunately for him, uh, they seemed to Okinawa instead, but I'll always remember that uh, he was ready uh, to make that ultimate sacrifice. And I know those 13 members were this past weekend, uh, but uh, it didn't have to happen that way. So let's get into our podcast today. Again, this is our third episode of our Beating Around Bush podcast, and uh, we're chill kind of wading our way through this stuff. So we're going to talk about Huntington sports as we always do, and we're kind of focusing right now on Huntington football. Of course, you know, this past uh, couple of weeks, I've actually gone a couple of soccer games, gone a couple of volleyball games, uh, some exciting things going on, especially for the young ladies at Huntington High School. I'm, I'm happy they have an opportunity uh, to participate in other sports than only softball. Uh, maybe some are in the band and track and field, you know, has been getting some of those opportunities for girls and cross country. And uh, it's just a good thing that the more things you can have for kids to participate in, uh, the better off they are. And I'm just glad a lot of good things are going on at Huntington High School. But, you know, I'm a football guy. And let's talk about the football game this past Friday night. Uh, if you're just now listening to this podcast, in this episode, I'm going to title it Black Hawk Down because the Huntington Mustangs played the Jackson Southside Hawks. And let's do a little history lesson for you, those that don't know a whole lot about Jackson Southside. Actually, that was an opponent that was on our schedule for – for years. Uh, when I was in high school, that was a yearly team that we had on our schedule, along with Jackson Northside. So that was the old volunteer conference. Uh, we had Lexington, Milan, Chester County, Jackson Southside, Jackson Northside, Trenton, Humboldt, Lexington, McKenzie, Brewston. Just a, it was a pretty tough schedule, as the Mustangs have uh, this season. But uh, there's the first time since 1992 that these two teams have played. And that last game was a 35-23 to 23 victory for the Southside Hawks. So it took 29 years for the Mustangs to avenge uh, that 12-point loss to the Hawks back in 1992. And I think that was about uh, 
Coach Mansfield, Mike Mansfield's second year at the helm of the Mustangs. Uh, so that was a long time ago. So uh, took a while to get that done. That series now is Huntington leads that series 15 wins to seven for Southside after that 44 to 13 victory over the Jackson Southside Hawks uh, this past Friday night. Let me start out by saying this because one thing I get to do on this podcast is I get to kind of tell it like it is. I get to kind of talk the way uh, what what what's on my mind, what what I want to portray to you, what I want to get across to you, how I feel about uh, what I see on Friday nights, and I can, I can do that because you know five or six listeners, you know, I can either stop or you can quit listening, or you know, if you're offended, I'm sorry. But anyway, what I want to talk about. There's one thing I've noticed, and, and you've heard it from a lot of conversations about the offense that Huntington runs. Uh, it's simple, but it's complicated at the, at the same time. Uh, the Mustangs run that, uh, you call it a hybrid wing T or single wing. Uh, you can describe it several different ways. You put two wing backs, and usually the quarterback's in the shotgun and Drick snapped the guy standing beside him. A lot of motion to it, a lot of uh, misdirection to it. And I wrote in my column this week, and you'll be able to pick up a copy of the newsletter and read what I wrote. But after just two games, I've kind of fallen in love with this football team. I just like the way they play. First of all, offensively, in two games – they have now put up, let's see, 842 yards total offense. That's 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 quite a bit of yards for uh, two football games. They're one and one. Uh, they won one game, lost one game, but they are moving the ball offensively. And you can say what you want to about uh, this offense. A lot of people don't like it because it's not. It's not that glorified offense that everybody runs. You know, we were talking about this other night. Southside, for example, and all these bigger schools seem to do that. They come out and they run the spread. Uh, in other words, they kind of spread the field out a little bit. They'll throw the ball around a little bit. You know, they'll throw short passes. They'll try to throw long passes. They'll try to get you one on one in the secondary. Their running backs are running a lot of jet sweeps and that kind of stuff. Huntington lines up tackle to tackle. And they run the ball off tackle. They run a little misdirection, but they run it the way that Coach Pudor, Coach Ward, in that same mold uh, that they used to play football or they used to construct their football teams. I I read one time that Coach Paul Ward, I mean, excuse me, Coach Pudor, who was coach prior to Coach Paul Ward, who's legendary at Huntington, by the way. Coach Pudor said, you know, we're going to play a lot of teams. We may get outsized, but we'll never get out hit in Hayden. This football team, after two weeks, after seeing them play two scrimmage games and then two real games and the Jamboree, so you got to see them for five weeks. They're a physical football team. And I like that. And this past week against Southside, they actually had three starters out. One of those was the offensive lineman. Uh, they had a couple guys out in the secondary because of the pandemic. And I won't mention any names because don't they shouldn't. But they were without three starters, and yet they didn't miss a beat. And I can tell you why. It's because I believe that this offense that Eric Swenson is running right now, you know, some years you've had kids that have adapted to it 
maybe had trouble grasping how it worked. But this football team, I think, has bought all into it. it it's they, they fit this offense. This group of Mustangs fit what Eric Swenson's trying to do. And the interesting part about it is, is you've got a mixture of seniors. you got a mixture of underclassmen. Huntington, after two games, have a two-headed monster in the backfield. Uh, Aiden Hutcherson, to start with, he's in two weeks, he's had, let's see, two, 288 yards, I believe, in two games. Uh, that's pretty good. You know, he's a senior running back. He was in that backfield a lot last year and had a great season. I think he ended up like 800-something yards, maybe rushing for the season. I don't have any notes that, like that in front of me. Uh, but he was the main go-to guy last year in, in a season that a lot of people thought was rebuilding. Eight and three is not much of a rebuilding year. But this shows you what kind of program Hayden has. But uh, Aiden was back this year. Cade Woods started in the backfield last year a little bit, but then they kind of put him in uh, – concentrate maybe just on defense, a couple other running backs factored in, and and he saw his playing time or his carries limited the rest of the season. Well, through two football games this season, uh, Cade Wood has rushed for 185 yards in consecutive games. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, 390 yards, I believe, between the two guys – I think they've got 662 yards rushing for this season between Cade Wood and Aiden Hutcherson. They both provide something. uh, They both hit the hole well. Let's start with that. Uh, When you run that misdirection, uh, sometimes, and I'm taking pictures, sometimes I'll focus my camera on where I think the football is going or I'm following the quarterback and then the ball is coming back the other way and sometimes I actually lose it. So they do a good job of ball faking. They good, do a good job of running into the lanes they're supposed to. But, you know, there was a couple times Aiden this past week against Southside had 108 yards rushing and actually would have had more than that because he took off on a 74-yard touchdown run that was called back uh, for holding. But, you know, one could say, well, if they hadn't been holding, he might not have ran for 74 yards. Well, we'll never know that. But still, that was a touchdown call back, uh, and, and it took away from his yardage. Uh, but he, he, he'll he run over you. He can run around you. And he's surprisingly fast because you don't look, you look at him and you don't think he's that fast. But when he gets, he gets into the secondary and he gets a step on those defensive backs, he takes it to the house. One of the great scenes, uh, and I, I've got that picture, and I sent it in the newspaper, and I don't know which one they're going to use because I usually give them uh, four or five pictures and let them decide on the ones that they're going to put in the sports section. But last week he ran that one touchdown. He was 20 yards, 25 yards ahead of the nearest tackler. Blaine Fields was running along beside him, and next thing you know, Aiden turns around and sticks his hand out to give Blaine a high five, and they high five about the 20-yard line. Now, the official throws a flag after he scores, and I really think they threw it because it was more like a – they were calling it like a celebration penalty maybe, uh, that you shouldn't have been doing that. I think the, the, the officials, they got together, and they finally waved the penalty off, which I think they should have because I think in that case it was just a little exciting. What's wrong with a high school kid getting a little excited? But I thought it was a great moment where Blaine and Aiden uh, high-fived because it was a good play. It was well-blocked, and uh, we scored a touchdown. 
Nothing wrong with celebrating that. But Cade Wood, as well as Aiden Hutcherson, has played, and he's played very well. The first two football games, Cade Wood has just taken it a step further. Uh, what's been surprising about him, in my opinion, is last year, and you saw it in, a, in maybe the first game this year in a couple of those scrimmage games, when he runs the football, he runs it hard. He, he's, he's physical. He runs through people. He runs over people. Uh, but he's shown some speed that I didn't realize he had. A lot of people don't know this, but he played center field and batted leadoff in the baseball team this past year. And you usually don't put a slow guy batting leadoff on your baseball team or in center field. So he's got some speed. But when you put football equipment on, that kind of changes. All-state linebacker last year, and he's really stepped up his game. So when you've got that two-headed monster back there in Aiden Hutcherson and Cade Wood, you've got a pretty good backfield to start with. Well, here's what's scary to me as you go forward for this football team. But you've got Tayshawn Rivers that can step in there, and he did the other night when uh, Aiden got a little tired. And I know on the sidelines his, his, his legs were bothering him a little bit. He had uh, Clay Nolan looking at him. Uh, but he, he was getting tired. He ran the ball a lot. And Tayshawn Rivers came in there and scored a touchdown himself. Had a pretty good night running the football at the time he ran it in there. And then Aiden's younger brother, Ashton, came in the other night and, man, uh, we talked about Cade and, and uh, Aiden being a little fast. Ashton, I can believe, outrun both of them. He had one great kickoff return the other night that uh, got the Mustangs across midfield, gave them great field position. He almost broke it for a touchdown. Uh, he's not very big. I know on that play, that return, he took a pretty good lick. But, hey, Huntington football players, they get back up. He, he took a pretty good lick over on the far sideline, on the south side sideline. Uh, he kill it. You tell when he got up, you know, he said, man, I took a little bit of a lick, but he got back up, uh, ran back to the huddle and it kept on playing football. And that's what you like to see these kids do. Uh, but here's another part of Huntington's offense. I've been impressed by. Now we've already established the fact here that they've got some depth in the backfield. You know, they've got four running backs right now. They could put in there and, and get yards out of, but at the quarterback position, you know, the last, uh, Four years they'd had, or four years prior to this, they'd had uh, Hunter Inslee playing quarterback, one of the best athletes to ever come through Hayden. And then his first cousin, Blake Bradley, last year uh, played quarterback. Of course, Blake's going to Freed Hardman and play baseball. So he had a lot of talent at the position, but you had a lot of inexperience because you had to replace those two guys. You This year you step in with a sophomore, Caleb Pearson. Uh, he's got to start in both games. He's played about half the time. But he's not played on the big stage a lot. Uh, but I thought Friday night, uh, maybe against McKenzie, he, you know, he had his moments. He had one at one good run where he picked up a fumble and and made something. He scored a touchdown out of it uh, on a busted play. And I, but I thought he played better against Southside. It seemed like he was more comfortable uh, with that offense or directing that offense in the quarterback position than he was the week before against McKenzie. Here's another wild card you throw in there, Gray Eubanks. You know, I'm sure Eric Swenson's sitting there going, I don't really know who to play on Friday night because both of them do a lot of things well. And maybe the way he's handling it right now is a good way of doing it moving forward. But Gray the other night had a great night. Statistically, he had a better night than Caleb did. And he carried the ball six times. He had 56 yards rushing and had one of the most exciting touchdown runs uh, that I've seen in a long time. Now, here you got a freshman. What's he, 14 years old, 13? 
uh, something like that. He's, you know, he, he's not that tall. He's a little taller than I am, but that's not saying a whole lot because I've got some chickens out there in the yard that may be as tall as I am. But he uh, ran over a guy. You know, Gray's probably 150 pounds, but he, about the 30-yard line, lowered his head, run smack dab over this guy, kept on going, and scored on a long touchdown run. Very impressive. Throws the ball well. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see those kids uh, as they move uh, forward. Again, this past Friday night was very impressive offensively. 424 total yards in the football game. And, well, I take it back because we had – it was actually four, about 457 because we had a 23-yard pass play that I forgot about that uh, – Blake Reeves made an outstanding juggling catch, another senior that's played well defensively. He's played well uh, offensively, and he's a, he's a senior that's going to provide a lot of leadership as this season progresses. But uh, 400 and, let's say, 50 yards, roughly, total offense Friday night for the Mustangs. Uh, you know, you can't get any better than that. Not really, you can't because Southside is a 3A school, I believe. They're bigger than we are. They have more kids to choose from than we are. And they probably had a little more speed than we did. They had this receiver that was uh, pretty good. He was, you know, about 6'4", could out-jump people, had great hands, and they threw the ball to him a lot. Um, the other night, uh, Southside came out, and they threw the ball actually, uh, let's see, 20 times. They had 20 attempts. Uh, for 268 yards passing. Uh, they hurt us with the pass a little bit. But here's another thing that kind of impressed me about this football team Friday night. The defense, they they bent a little bit, but they didn't break. And what I mean is they came up with five interceptions Friday night against Southside. Two of those was by another true freshman, a name that Huntington people, unless you've been living under a rock or something, by the name of Brady Warbritton. Brady Warbritton had two picks. And the first first game when Southside was actually moving the football and was threatening to score, uh, he picks off a pass. And that was the first drive of the game. Actually, Southside, we went up 12 to nothing on Southside. But, uh, and it was 18 to 7 at the half. But Southside had a chance to make a game out of it because 18 to 7 at the half is not that big of a margin. But whenever they would get in a position to score and they would get themselves in a position to score by completing a long pass or a couple of short passes, they didn't run the football well at all as Hayden held them to only, uh, let's see, yes, 59 yards rushing on the ground uh, for the game. But every time they get in position to score, somebody would come up with a big play. Brady had two interceptions, and both of them ended the scoring drive. Blaine Fields. Uh, Blaine came up with two interceptions of his own and had pretty good return on one of them. Now, both of those guys were playing in the secondary Friday night because of COVID. If it hadn't been for COVID, they would have not have been on the field. So, that, of course, Blaine's a senior, but Brady's a freshman. So that if that don't excite you about the future, uh, something's wrong with you because uh, to put people out there when your starters are out and they perform at that level, outstanding. And then the fifth interception came by a man I just mentioned a while ago, Aiden Hutcherson, 
who, again, does not play a lot on defense because you want to risk him at the running back position, but he picks the ball off at midfield. He's playing again because of depth issues that were created by uh, COVID. So here he is in a game, picks off a pass, returns it 50 yards for a touchdown, and another score uh, for the Mustang defense. But you got to be encouraged about all of that. Uh, what a great night for Huntington football, 44-13. They go one and one on the season uh, this week. It's a week that the coaches sometimes are not real fond of because it's homecoming. Homecoming, there's a lot of distractions. Uh, then we re- we play Friday night. We play a game against Camden, who used to be an old rivalry of ours. And over the years, Camden's been playing 3A. Uh, we've been playing 1A. They've dropped down to 2A. We've moved up to 2A. Uh, they'll be our opponent this Friday night at Paul Ward Stadium. A lot of connections between Huntington and Camden. Uh, Camden's uh, principal, I think he's principal now, or he's 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 in administration anyway. Uh, he used to be their head coach, and he's moved up. Actually, was coaching middle school games the other night. I'll tell you about that in a minute, but we'll blow. Uh, he's from Huntington, played football at Huntington. Adam Parrish, one of uh, Eric Swenson's assistants, coached over at Camden for a while. Uh, John Taylor, uh, Huntington boy, is over at Camden. He's their baseball coach, and I think he helps with the football team. Then you got one. I know one. I think one of the Sturdivant boys from Brewston is actually coaching over there too. And then Josh Wolf, uh, who was at Camden for a while as a defensive coordinator, left there and went to West Carroll to be a head football coach. Uh, then came back this past year to Camden. So there's a lot of connections, a lot of people that we know over there. I'll be an interesting football game. And here's something I'm going to do every week. I'm going to give you a little history on a game that I remember from back in the past. Uh, but it'll pertain to the opponent that we're having that week. And this week, and of course, is Camden. A lot of you may not remember this name, the names that, that I won't ever forget. Uh, but Camden had a player back in my senior year, 1973, my senior year of football. His name was Thomas Rousey. Thomas Rousey went on to play football at the University of Tennessee, played safety at the University of Tennessee. Thomas Rousey was six foot four, weighed about 220 pounds, could run like a deer. He had legs as long as an elk, but he could run. Well, my football days, and I don't mind telling you this, I, I didn't play a lot. I was always on the scout team. I weighed 132 pounds when I graduated and just wasn't very big. Uh, sometimes that, that worked against me. Sometimes a lack of aggression worked against me. But anyway, let's just leave that at that. But I always said, although I didn't play a lot on Friday nights, if it wasn't for me, the football team wouldn't be ready to play on Friday because I was always running a scout team. My senior year, guess what I did every single game? I was the other team's star running back. So that week of practice, I was Thomas Rousey. I remember Coach Bobby Hayes was hold up an index card and show us the play in the scout team. That was the play you had to run. So I had to run the whole, uh, go through there, all that good stuff. Of course, I'm five foot seven at the time, weighed 132 pounds. Thomas Rousey, six foot four, 220 pounds. I don't really know how we duplicated what he did. But that's what I did in practice. But that season, they beat us 28 to 24. Thomas Rousey had four touchdowns. Every single touchdown was in excess of 60 yards. Uh, Good football game. We came up on the short end, but good story. Anyway, you look at it. All right, 
let's transition a little bit because I want to take go back to the uh, middle school football game this past uh, Thursday night is the Mustangs, middle school Mustangs, and I like to give them a little, uh, you know, exposure also because I, I'm out of all their games too and actually got back in one of my old seats this past Thursday night, uh, something that I've done over the years and still enjoy doing it when I when I have time. And uh, But I enjoy being on sidelines with my camera also. But I got to do PA this past Thursday night, and that's always a different, different experience when you're at the football game, a lot to keep up with. You just kind of tell it like you see it over the PA system. But anyway, the Mustangs had started the season 0-2, uh, got off that snide, and won their first football game of the season with a 24-0 win over the Camden Lions, who high school plays this Friday night. But um, Brooks Bennett uh, might be a star in the making. Uh, he had 13 carries, 93 yards, scored two touchdowns, had two uh Two-point conversions. He intercepted a pass. Um, but there was a name the other night that uh, had been calling out that much this season. Uh, he's been playing a little bit sparingly in the backfield, Jaden Martin. Jaden Martin the other night carried the ball only four times, but he had 113 yards rushing, scored a touchdown. So the Mustangs won 24 to nothing. They led 16 to nothing at the half, scored a touchdown in the second half, won their first game of the year. Uh, 24 to zero. They'll travel this week to Union City as uh, they'll go up there and try to earn their second win of the season. Of course, I'll be making that trip up that way. Of course, Mustangs will be back at home this Friday to play Camden, and then they'll go on the road for two weeks after that. As they'll go to Parsons the week after that uh, to play Riverside, and then a week after that, it's that trip up to Aaron. And uh, you have to go through Waverly to get to Aaron. And let's continue to remember those folks. Uh, they could, at the time of this podcast, in the next couple of days, uh, get peppered with a lot more rain. And, and so could we, just depending on what this hurricane does that's coming up out of the Gulf. Uh, as I speak right now, hitting New Orleans as I'm uh, taping this uh, today. So, But that's going to kind of wrap up our podcast uh, today. Uh, you can always, you know, shoot me an email if you want to, R-P-H-L-B-U-S-H at yahoo.com. Let me know what you think for those five that are listening. Or you can text me if you have my number. Or you can check out Facebook. I'll have it posted on Facebook when I get it recorded and edited and all that good stuff and get it uploaded. And uh, you can check and you can listen to it there. And for pictures, all you people out there that are that are listening that want to look at pictures from the games every Friday night, go to blueandgoldnationcom.com and click on the Mustang football page, and you can see all the football pictures. And the past couple of weeks, I've got some volleyball pictures on there. I've got some soccer pictures. I always put the middle school pictures on there. So there's a lot to absorb right there. It's a lot, a lot I got going on, but uh, enjoy doing it. And enjoying helping everybody out. Uh, but uh, it's what we do in it as sports guys. And it's our passion. It's what we do. And uh, can't think of me doing anything else, to be honest with you. So, uh, again, you can listen to this on Spotify. There's several other places that that where you can listen to podcasts. Uh, probably the easiest thing to do is just friend me on Facebook or go to my Facebook profile and it'll be there so you can listen to it there i hope you do that i hope we can continue doing this for a while because it's something i'm kind of getting used to used to do radio so it's something that i'm not that unfamiliar with and uh, but we'll be back next week and we'll talk about 
a homecoming victory and a first district or first region game of the year. This game is more important than the first two ever thought about being because it is region. You've got to finish in your top four to make the playoffs. So uh, win Friday night, get your leg up on one of those playoff spots. So I'll see you next week in this episode called Black Hawk Down because that's what happened. The Hawks went down.